Hi, this is Elaine. We've hosted guest experts on impactparents.com every week since 2011. And since 2017, they've been podcast style interviews. Now we're dipping into those archives to share these fascinating conversations with leading world experts on the Parenting with Impact podcast. Welcome to the Parenting with Impact podcast with your hosts, Elaine Taylor-Klaus and Diane Dempster, co-creators of ImpactParents.com, an online community, award-winning blog, and service organization, helping parents all over the world to raise complex kids become capable, independent adults. Elaine and Diane are certified coaches with personal experience raising children with challenges such as ADHD, anxiety, and more, and extensive experience in guiding parents to raise their complex kids with confidence and calm. On the podcast, Elaine and Diane interview experts, bringing you cutting-edge information about your child's challenges, teach you real-life strategies to create lasting change, and demonstrate how coaching can guide you to parent your complex kids one conversation at a time. For the essentials of Elaine and Diane's coach approach to parenting, download a free tip sheet at impactparents.com slash podcast. Welcome, everybody. It's Elaine Taylor-Klaus with Impact ADHD, your resource for parenting kids with complex issues. And I am thrilled to welcome today my friend and colleague, Dr. Alan Graham from Chicago, Illinois, who is here to talk to us today about cultivating resilience in kids and teens. Alan, welcome. Thanks for being here. Well, thanks. I'm glad to be here from snowy nice. Chicago. Snowy Chicago. Yeah, we were doing yes, a webinar we don't know what it is. It, we haven't had snow and, in, and we were just, in months. <laughs> right. Well, we were, we were like, who's in a tank top and who's in a turtleneck and where are you? And it didn't right. make any sense. <laughs> <laughs> so let me tell you guys a little bit about Dr. Graham. He is the Dean of ADHD Coach Training for Mentor Coach, and he is a coach for executive and business adults with organizational challenges, but also works with teens and children and parents impacted by ADHD. He does a lot of work with individuals and has helped them with CogMed working memory training, and you can find out more about him at advisor.com. That's A-D-D, advisor.com. So, Alan, thank you for being here. We're thrilled to talk about one of your favorite topics. Yes, it is my favorite topic. I love talking about resilience because it's what helps us get through tough times. So what got you interested in resilience in the first place? Because you've clearly done a lot of work around it. Well, so I've always enjoyed and been excited working with kids with challenges. Mm -hmm. Um, It's just something that I've always loved doing. And to kind of touch their spark, you know, touch the thing that makes them excited about the world, even when they they have all these the, these troubles. And the question that has always been of interest of mine is, how do people overcome it? How do people overcome these challenges and still become productive members of society and happy people? And so that led me to all the work I've done with in coaching, but also I found when I was when I work with businessmen and executives, they have challenges too. And how do they do it? And so resilience has always been something that has been, I've often been interested in. So tell us a little bit about what makes the resilience so important for parents to think about. So one of the things that people with ADHD experience or with any special challenges experience is that your kids are constantly hitting a wall 
hitting something that they're they're not able to do as well as other kids or or do it differently than other kids and so they're continually getting hits to their self-esteem and you know when you see a little kid who has ADD who's maybe five years old and they're these happy little kids la-di-da having a grand old time running around and that's okay but at some point they keep being told how come you can't do this you did it yesterday you're smart how come you're not doing it how come you're not performing and they start to really feel bad about themselves so they really need to have a continued infusion of positivity and belief that they can over that they can deal with this stuff so they can maintain a sense of who they are well and i remember going to a conference that that there's been a lot of research about the value of resilience for long-term success right yes tons of it so the the first research started actually in 1955 a woman by the name of emmy werner in Hawaii, what a great place to do research, mm-hmm. actually on really? the island of Kauai, started following, I think, 255 kids, I don't know exactly, I don't remember the, the number, who were who were at-risk kids born mm-hmm. on, in Hawaii and followed them until 1980, so for like for 25 years followed them, and to see which kids made it and which kids didn't. And so this mm-hmm. is some of the seminal research. And it's really interesting that there were some kids who came from the worst backgrounds and still ended up being successful, successful human beings, you know, in, in every way. And why was that? The thing, that, there was one prominent thing that showed up is that they had someone who believed in them. Mm-hmm. That's a, a critical piece. You know, it could have been a parent. Didn't have to be. It could have been a teacher. It could have been mm-hmm. an older sibling. It could have been an uncle or someone in the community that believed in them, that helped them see that you know maybe they can do this. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that is of, that is exactly the study I remember. I remember learning about, it and I was so shocked by that one piece. That notion that just having somebody believe in you could make this profound, long-term, lifetime difference. Yeah, and actually, Sam Goldstein did a a keynote at Chad maybe 10 some odd years ago presenting a kid who was ADD and really falling apart and ended up not getting, uh, you know, dropping out of high school and he got his girlfriend pregnant and, but rather than, than run, he stayed and, and he was there at the birth of, of his child. And at that point he kind of saw, whoa, I got some responsibility and he turned his life around. He ended up getting a PhD, I think from Harvard. So wow. this guy really turned, and he was at the at the program, and when they asked him, when when Sam asked him what was, he said, "What it was." He said, "My parents always believed in me." Mm-hmm. And this so is it took him a while for that resilience to kick in. Wild. Yeah, yeah. And that key piece is 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 that there are we all have these 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 turning point experiences when we can go one mm-hmm. way or the other, and if we're there for our kids and helping them to deal with those in a positive way to make it post-traumatic growth instead of post-traumatic stress, that, yeah, I love that term. they can turn it around and, and it, it really puts them on a, on a positive path. Post-traumatic growth. Yep. Traumatic growth. <laughs> what a yeah. great term. Isn't it? Is, is well, that a thing or did you just create that? <laughs> no, that's, a, that, that's out there. That's a term that's out there. That's a thing. Okay. I didn't coin it. All right. So, so you mentioned the term positive protective influences to me earlier. Is that what this yes. is about? Yes. So you have someone that believes in them who helps prevent buffers for the kids. 
So, like, if you have a child who's really struggles in staying in their seat and being impulsive and that kind of stuff, and you you really want to work to to put them in positions where they can have success. I mean, you can't do it all mm-hmm. the time, but you can, you can try to do that. You know, that's why we have the 504s and the IEPs, and you can go in and, and, and request teachers, you know, not that they're going to give it to them, but they might. But to try to create an environment with buffers in there so that they're not getting slammed, their self-esteem isn't getting slammed all the time. Yeah. You want to also encourage them to develop a sense of mastery in something. I was just talking with a, a woman the other day who's talking about a kid with ADD who is, does miserable in school but has created a YouTube channel that has made him $60,000 this past year. And oh, my gosh. <laughs> amazing. And, and so he's developed a sense of mastery in dealing with you on YouTube, and he has parlayed that because he's a bright kid also. He's parlayed that into putting – and this woman who's a therapist helped him to put – that into an essay to college, to colleges, and got into an Ivy League school. I mean, you know, that's brilliant. You know, so so yeah. you have that component, and you want to help. So the kids. you were you were just saying to me earlier. No, you're, it's great. You were saying that that you had done some work around resilience at work, and that that led you to learn some things, important traits. So tell us a little bit about that. Okay, so as I went into the business community and into organizations. You know, organizations are under a lot of stress from a lot of different places, and there are executives that rise to the top, and, and how do they do that? Well, they have resilience because they're able to deal with the adversities. And so as part of that, with a colleague, I created an assessment to assess what are the traits that people have that contribute to a person's resilience. Mm-hmm. Essentially, our resilience is based on the stories we tell ourselves. So events are neutral. They just are. We provide meaning to them. Do we provide positive meaning, making positive growth, or negative meaning where it becomes stressful and hurtful? And so these stories we tell ourselves are based on stories we tell ourselves about ourselves and who we are, about our relationships with others, and about events that occur in the environment. And we came up with 15 attributes that appear to be related to to resilience. And so we gave this assessment to over 3,000 leaders around the world, and we did some analysis and found that the three traits that are most highly related to resilience, that have the biggest effect on a person's resilience, is their ability to be collaborative. So, you know, the okay. notion is that other people matter. The secondly is that they're purposeful which means that they have a reason for doing what they're doing. You know, it's the whole notion that if you really help a kid to find what their passion is, what they're interested, they're going to be motivated to do it, and it's going to help them, you know, overcome obstacles. And then to be Mm future-minded, which is a tough thing for ADD kids, but to help them to look forward to see what can be. Right, to create some sort of a picture of of image for their future. Exactly. But it occurs to me, I'm sort of curious about chicken and egg here a little bit. Like, you know, I think that, that these are traits for myself. I'm just looking, I'm, I think I've, I'm much more resilient now as an adult than I was as a kid, that I had these three things in place very clearly since I've started doing this work. You know, so is it, do you develop the traits and then the resilience comes or is it the other way around? 
I think it's probably both. <laughs> you know, you know, which is it, the chicken or egg? You know, which does come first? I mean, I think that as parents, I think we create an environment that helps our kids to grow. And if we do mm-hmm. these protective influences, we help to build these traits in them. Um, how much of it is is you know you're born with? I don't know. I mean, I'm sure some of it is, but uh, we can also nurture that. Mm-hmm. And so some of the ways that we can nurture it, and this comes from Sam Goldstein and and Robert Brooks in their books about resilience. One of the cool things is to teach these kids kids empathy. That really helps them mm. to get out of themselves into others. And so I always recommend to parents that have your kids work in soup kitchens, give back to the community, do community sharing and and things to see that there are people who are not as who are needier than than you and develop some level of, of, of caring and experience to see that, you know, there's stuff that you can do that can help. I think that that's invaluable in helping kids to to really gain perspective on their life and their world. Well, and what comes up for me is that part of that is about empathy and part of that is about gratitude. Exactly. Right? It's, it's appreciate, you know, supporting others, that collaborative piece, but also appreciating what you do have and what's available to yeah. you. Yeah. Oh, so much. Yeah. Another one is, is helping them to understand how to problem solve. Again, problem solve is one of those executive functions that are challenged in, in ADD. So what we want to do as parents is we want to think aloud about how we're solving problems so our kids experience it and see it. The more they see how we get to where we're getting to and the conclusions we make, they're learning from that. You know, Kids learn from the models that they see, and if we're doing that with our kids, that helps them to to then be able to problem solve. Mm-hmm. We, of course, we want to... So it's verbalizing them. your process yes. for them, Yes, right? verbalizing the okay. process. Um, okay. We want to offer encouragement and feedback. And, you know, when you offer encouragement and feedback, you don't say, good boy. You say, you really rode your bicycle well today. You've been mm-hmm. working on it, and you were able to get all the way down the block by yourself without falling. Good job. That's really good perseverance and sticking to it. You know, so the more targeted you can be with your encouragement and feedback, the more powerful it is. And the closer you mm-hmm. get into the, that point of performance, it, it's powerful. Right. And then closer helps to, the to the deal with their mistakes. You know, a little bit kids. more about that. And then, I, then we're, we just have a few minutes left. So let's talk about mistakes and then we're going to break the okay. time and we'll come back and finish. Sure. Well, you know, everybody makes mistakes. And yep. to help kids to see that you can make mistakes and your world doesn't fall apart as a result of it. It doesn't mean that you're, you're stupid or it's, it happens and you help them to problem solve. How can they find a way to, to avoid that problem in the future? I always say, you know, it's not the mistakes that are the issue. What I look at people is, is how they handle the mistakes when they do them because we all make mm-hmm. mistakes. Yeah, exactly. And I think probably the biggest challenge we see with parents is, one of the biggest challenges around this issue is that so many parents are dealing with their own perfectionism and don't even realize the ways in which that they're not making it okay for their kids to make mistakes because they're not making it okay for themselves to make mistakes. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Awesome. So making it okay to make mistakes is a strategy for enhancing resilience. Exactly. So let's take a quick break. I just want to give people a chance to find out more about you if they want to learn about you or any of the work that you do. Tell us how they can reach you. Well, they can go to my website, which is advisor.com, A-D-D-V-I-S-O-R. Get it? 
advisor to these. I got it. And, <laughs> and so there's information about me and stuff that I do. Uh, you can contact me through my email there. It's alan at advisor.com, 1-L-A-L-A-N. And the link will also be in your bio here on the website. And there yeah. are resor- more resources around resilience on impactadhd.com and, and the bio and all of the contact information for Dr. Grant is there as well. Cool. Cool. So we have just a couple of minutes left. Um, let's sort of go back. I want to sort of recap what I've heard, which is that, you know, resilience is, is, a, is a huge value for long-term success for kids. And there is some of the traits we look for is fostering collaboration and a sense of purpose and a, and a sense of what's in the future, that, that idea of creating mastery and having a future-minded approach. And then I heard some strategies around teaching them problem-solving, uh, focusing on empathy, offering encouragement and feedback, and making it okay to make mistakes. Did I capture most of it? Very good. Awesome. I took notes. <laughs> good job. So, good note-taking. So boil it all, boil it up for us, right? Bottom line it for us or help us sort of what, if you had a one word or so, one sentence or so takeaway for, for parents as they're leaving this conversation, as they move forward and go back to their, to their busy, crazy, hectic, wonderful lives. What do you want to leave them with? I guess realistically believe in your kids and have mm. a, and encourage them discover who they are. That's a beautiful thing. Realistically believe in them and that sort of see what's possible for them. And so often I think parents are so afraid of what's not possible. Yeah. That it's hard to see what's possible. Mm-hmm. And really allow them to be themselves. Beautiful. Thank you. I appreciate it so much. Thank you for sharing your wisdom and your wonderfully positive attitude and energy. Well, thanks. Any other words of wisdom? Go Cubbies. Go Northwestern. <laughs> Perfect. So thanks again, Dr. Alan Graham. Thank you for being here. Our guest has been Alan Graham, who is the Dean of ADHD Coach Training for Mentor Coach, a PhD, a coach for adults with kids, remarkably wonderfully positive human being. And uh, we've been talking about the value of resilience and ways to really cultivate that and foster that with our families. I want to thank you for joining us. Thank you all for, for listening and for being attentive and engaged and, and putting the effort into making yourself a better parent to create a, a more positive environment for your family. And just invite you to check out more resources on the website of impactadhd.com, listen to more videos and audios and read more articles and keep doing the fabulous work you're doing as parents. Thanks for being here. Take care, everyone. You've been listening to the Parenting with Impact podcast with Elaine and Diane. For more information on the Impact Parents community or to join Sanity School for Parents, please visit impactparents.com. If you like what you've heard, please share this podcast with friends who need similar guidance and subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.